Welcome back to Bad Reviews for Good Books. I have a couple things to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we talked about our really bad library experience a couple weeks ago? Yep. Well, I'm a big believer in yin and yang, which is, you know, kind of complementary forces. And I really do think that for every grumpy person, there's also a really kind person. And we want to give a shout out to Debbie at Radnor Library. Aww. She was just everything I needed after that scary library experience we have. It's super nice. She was just very, very genuinely kind and excited that we were checking out so many books. Like she wanted to take pictures of all the books we were checking out and put it on the library site. Like, look how many books this family checked out. She Take was, that, yeah, other lady. Don't say her name. <laughs> well, that's good. I can't even remember her name. So. <laughs> I remember, but I won't say it. The other person is you. I just was thinking this morning, because I knew we were going to be recording, and I was thinking about how grateful I am that we have listeners. We really believe time is precious. And the fact that somebody is using that time to listen to us, you know, for just a little bit, is just so Worms wonderful. Our cockles. Yeah, the cockles of our hearts. <laughs> no, just our cockles. <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, what's that word mean? What's a cockle? Anyway, so I'm not trying to be awkward or pandering. I just truly am thankful to you guys for listening. So thank you so much. Oh, goodness. Amazing. <laughs> to get on with our show today, for real this time, I don't know what the book is because Ryan did look up reviews and I wasn't trying to order anything on Amazon this week. <laughs> so let's get started, see if you can guess it. It baffles me how this story has embedded its way so deeply into our cultural collective consciousness. At this point, I almost feel that the only thing keeping it alive is a constant supply of animated and film adaptations supplied gradually by a horrific IV drip. Alright, so what book has had a bunch of movies? Est said, Too long. Movie, here I come. Forever! What? I'm not sure if she's going to be watching the movie forever or... Yeah, just forever. She's just going to be a couch potato. <laughs> it's fine. Or it's coming forever. Like, she's never going to get to it. Wait, so does this mean until I guess I'm not allowed to read any of the reviews? Well, yes, that's true. I mean, because it doesn't say the name of it. Some of them do. <laughs> Feeling all of a sudden... Anxious? <laughs> like, everyone's going to know that my brain is not working. I'm not good at these kind of guessing games, but it, it, that doesn't make me unintelligent. <laughs> It's, it's fine. Increasingly obvious. Okay. I, w I wouldn't worry about you it. You say that, and then I'm going to feel so dumb when I still don't get <laughs> Hugo Viva said, It was boring until the end. Ghosts were boring. Ending was happy. Get, 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 chair. Ghosts were boring? Is it Casper? Oh, wait, that was never a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. One person found that review helpful. I'm not sure how get, 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 chair <laughs> could be considered helpful. He probably liked it himself. Can you do that? Can you like your own review? Uh, I think you can, actually. Yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> All right. Liam Reeves said, complete letdown. The Muppets were never even mentioned in the book. The Muppets? It's some kind of Muppet movie? Like... Oh no, this is so bad, because you just said the Muppets, <laughs> okay. and I still have no idea what it is. That's right, I'll keep reading. Oh, wait, 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 is it the Tiny Tim? What's that called? Oh, Christmas, a Christmas, no, um, Christmas Carol? The Christmas, the Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yes, by okay. Charles Dickens. Okay, Yay! so I'm not a total idiot. But some of them were like cheats, you didn't really say anything Oh yeah, about pretty obscure. Yeah, so good. Okay, Everyone's okay. gonna know how wonderful and intelligent you are. Mayori said... The less I say about this book, the better it understood how bouncer this book was for me. Thanks, Charles, for wasting my precious time on Earth reading this. She says, my precious time on Earth. Like, does she have some sort of a <laughs> congenital 
Okay, that's not the word. You just wanted to use congenital. I was like, I don't know how to use that word. I learned that last week. No, it's the, uh, terminal. That's the word oh, I was thinking of. Oh. Some kind of terminal sickness where she has only a limited time well, on Earth. Well, we all have a terminal sickness. It's called life and death. All right. This is Patrick. I'm going to read Patrick. Okay. They say in psychology that if you see something over and over and over again, that you eventually start liking it. Unless it's watching the movie Frozen 46 million times a month with me daughters. This doesn't work with me. Growing up, I was in the play A Christmas Carol for middle and high school every Christmas. Yep, you got it. I have been in this play six times. I was all four ghosts. <laughs> Bob Cratchit's son, not Tiny Tim because I was too tall. <laughs> and some extra character because there was too many of us one year. <laughs> <laughs> just add characters in. So, needless to say, I can recite the play in my sleep. Shoot me. So, unless there's a zombie spinoff where all the characters get their faces eaten off like Pride and Prejudice and zombies, I won't be reading this book ever again. <laughs> but I would dare to say that even if there is a spinoff, he probably still won't read it. And he's clearly traumatized. I'm also curious about what school district he grew in that they did this play every year Middle and high school every Christmas. Where would they do that? I don't know. I've never Catholic actually schools. I've never actually seen the proper play. I've read the book and I've seen the Muppet version several times. Oh my gosh, it's the best. Yeah, but I've never actually seen the proper play. Have you? No. I feel like this might be a European thing. Do you think? No, I think we're just we grew up in uncultured areas. Okay, fair enough. This is just Pat, not Patrick. Charles Dickens is a crap author. Over the course of his career, he wrote books based on the length of them, hence the reason he used such long-winded descriptions in his books. If Dickens never existed, the world would be a better place. <laughs> oh, that's mean. He was his time Clancy, Grisham, Nora Roberts, Danielle Steele, etc. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. anybody who likes any of those authors is going to hate Mr. Pat. Pat. Pat, come on, Pat. I don't understand what he says. He wrote books based on the length of them. Did he I get paid per that. word or something? Uh, maybe. So that might be what he's saying. This is Jackson Del Rosario. OMG, can't. This book, stop annoying me. Charles Dickens just thinks he's special because he writes 10 million adjectives for each word. <laughs> if you take them away, it's only like four words. Even those <laughs> words are bad. Overall, one of the worst books you can read. I don't care if it's one book you have to read once in your life. Don't read it. It's bad. So bad. <laughs> but he has, it's bad. So bad in caps. No punctuation. It's just, it's bad. So bad. You know, bad, so bad. <laughs> also, when you use the letter U <laughs> instead of Y-O-U. You're giving away your hand. Yeah. I just feel like, is it that hard to add an extra two letters? Y-O. This again, I think is a texting generation thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's almost become acceptable to write R, like the letter R instead of A-R-E. Or the letter U instead of Y-O-U. I mean, it's efficient. Which then leads to the question, are there going to be children someday that think that is how the word is spelled? Personally, I think the English spellings are super lame. And we should just do a total just overhaul. Do a letter. One make letter. it like Spanish. Spanish words always have the same sound. You know yeah. I mean? In English, vowels, like for A, it's A, 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 are the three sounds that A makes. But in Spanish, an A is A. Ah. Isn't rules. it ah? Comida? Maybe. Ah. 
Wait, Can't think of a Spanish word. No, no, you're right. Okay, I, I was thinking of E, but even that was eh. So, um, I you put me on the spot, and I made a fool of myself. Well, that's see, that's why it's confusing, because in America, we have three sounds for it. And so, mm. you're like, what's the... Yeah, I totally agree with you. Connie Drake, no smut. What? <laughs> no smut is her review. I didn't like it because there wasn't enough it smut. Was, like, <laughs> it was too pure. <laughs> I hated the innocence in this book. Cheesy bull poop. The story starts by showing a man being a Richard to everybody around him. The ghost tells him that he'll die a lonely death if he doesn't change. So he changes from being a Richard to the nicest man in the town overnight. That's how religion works, by exploiting one's fear of afterlife and the future. If the protagonist changes after realizing that he'll die a lonely death, it raises suspicion. Has he really changed at all? And the characters around him are the real phonies. No matter how big a Richard the protagonist was to them, they never think bad of him, and they pray for his good health. If a guy overtakes me on the road, I'd wish an instant accident on him. That's how you treat pricks. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Clearly that person needs to work some stuff out for themselves. I don't know. Neo said, I hated to do not read it if you are like me. <laughs> I hated? I hated... Oh, I think I read that wrong. <laughs> I made him sound even stupider than he is. I hated it. Do not read it if you are like me. Okay. I wish I knew if I was like you, Neo, because then I would have known whether or not to read it. Aiden Hopkins said, Bah humbug. Read the book near Christmas time to get into the Christmas spirit. If it's nowhere near Christmas, there's no point in reading it unless you're some sort of Christmas-loving freak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give them points for that, though, because I really do like things in their season. Yeah. Although Christmas music, I will start listening. Some years I've started listening a little before Thanksgiving. All of November is pretty much But if game. someone's trying to watch a Christmas movie in August or something, I've got to shut that down. I can't. Slap them upside Ugh. the head. I agree with him. With your but I don't know if I'd call somebody a Christmas freak. That's <laughs> not very nice. <laughs> this is Scott Gilbert. He says... A Christmas Carol was probably the worst thing I have ever read. I went through that book confused, bored, and wanting to shut it, and do something else the entire time. This book has so many issues with it, I cannot even explain, and so many unwanted details that I cannot even explain. <laughs> it's not even trying. I would never want to recommend this book to anyone for just how boring it is. <laughs> there isn't much to this book other than words on a paper. <laughs> Is that it? Okay. That's so profound. When he keeps saying that he can't even explain, it's like, could you just try though? Because I need to know. He's good at repetition though. Yeah, there you go. Amina rated it one star. I hated this book to say the least, and I even find that an understatement. <laughs> Dickens never seemed to venture beyond one-dimensional characters who serve a purpose to further a plot or to further his militant views. Bob Cratchit, guess what? He's poor. That's it. Tiny Tim, he's poor and disabled. <laughs> Red simply reminded me of the annoying, overbearing family member that everyone hates to invite but has to. <laughs> Who's Fred? His nephew? He's the guy that's like, come on, come and join us. And oh. he's like, no, leave me alone. Tiny Tim is shown to have a quickly deteriorating health condition that will inevitably kill him at one point or another. But if they had enough money to pay for the treatment, then Tiny Tim could be cured of his ailment. It's made evident that Dickens believes that Scrooge should pay for the treatment. But Scrooge didn't force Bob Cratchit to have children, so why is Scrooge <laughs> responsible? <laughs> we learn early on that Scrooge is a debtor who hounds his debtors relentlessly. And a couple are overjoyed to hear the death of Scrooge because they no longer have to pay the debt off. I mean, what do you need to do? 
Firstly, Scrooge is a businessman, and he needs to make money for his business to survive. It's only customary he's going to hound his clients for their payments. Secondly... <laughs> You're like switching into Prune Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, the couple decided to take out a loan from Scrooge, and they agreed to the terms. It isn't like Scrooge would have lured them in and forced them to sign an agreement. I think he would have, though. <laughs> they rejoiced on debt evasion, which is certainly going to cause a business to fail, which helped the economy and boosted the Industrial Revolution. My best summary of the plot would be that an old man who has an aversion to Christmas is terrorized until he <laughs> until he enjoys Christmas and gives money away. <laughs> that one was really good. Lewis said, Don't even get me started on this piece of utter poop book. For some reason, schools look through libraries and look over the classification, like fantasy, thriller, drama, and then eventually they arrive with a section titled Piece of Poop Boring Garbage to Torture Year 7s. Who the poop cares what happens between some boomer and a bunch of boomers? <laughs> okay, well, when this was written, he wasn't a boomer. He was like, what generation would that be? It, like, came oh, over on the even, Mayflower? No, I don't even <laughs> they know. The Mayflowers. Wait, came over on the... He was in England. He didn't even oh, yeah. go on the Mayflower. <laughs> he rejected the Mayflower uh, to get... Certainly wasn't a boomer, that's for sure. Unless that word means something we don't know, which is possible. Who the poop cares what happens between some boomer and a bunch of ghosts that haunt him because oh. he doesn't give a flying poop about the little poor kids who are fed coal for dinner and probably have hepatitis from living on the streets <laughs> and have never slept better than when I was in class reading this horrendous book where the most interesting thing that happened in it was the fact that it finally ended. If anybody out there wants to read this book, I swear on my life that you will never feel more pain than when you read this awful book written probably by some old dementia-infested cobbler who pooped himself and can't move off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me, this book made me hate Christmas, which is almost physically impossible. I can't stress this enough. Stay the poop away from this novel. No. Poop didn't get rid of such an image. When I'll he never... said, I swear on my life <laughs> that you will never feel more pain than when you read this awful book. <laughs> that is giving him bad juju. That's not, I don't, I'm not really superstitious, but he just swore on his life something that is not true. Also, when he was talking about it's almost impossible to make him hate Christmas, but this book did. I really quickly want to point out, I'm reading with my children right now a book called Trevor Noah, Born a Crime. And it's about a guy that was born in South Africa during the apartheid. We just read a part where he was talking about the difference between South African Christmas and his Swiss father's version of Christmas. So if there's anybody who's from a country that's not necessarily Europe or... America. Not necessarily Europe. No, I, no, I mean like... <laughs> not only partially Europe. <laughs> you know what I mean. Christmas is a really, really big deal here for most people. And there's like tons of gifts and Santa Claus. and We love Christmas. I just want to clarify that because some people who are listening might be like, I don't get it. Christmas isn't that big of a deal. Dude, you know? if I was in Australia and it was summer during Christmas, I would totally rebel. I'd be like, no. Well, they probably think the same thing about for us. They're like, oh, if it was winter during Christmas. No, that's... because it's like a constant supply of stuff coming out of Hollywood and everything oh, Christmas that's is true. snow and cold and reindeer. Like, can you imagine Santa in a big warm coat that's like in the middle of the summer? No, he'd be like wearing a swimsuit or something. I'm really curious about what the culture looks like then. Can someone from Australia please leave us an anchor message? No, it... Well, having Christmas in Arizona was completely naff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gloriat 166 said, This Kindle version is riddled with typos. Some words are in Spanish out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I want to read that great version. vocabulary builder. I know. <laughs> You'd have to look it up. So you're like, well, but the good news is by the end of the book, <laughs> I learned 50 Spanish words I didn't know before. <laughs> Mm, that's awesome. wait that's really random and strange but i also think that's cool i kind of want that version now ruben uribe said kill tiny tim <gasps> how could someone say something like well, that he's cool. look he's got sunglasses in his picture so he's totally cool no he, he not okay stuff like that tiny tim dude ruben is... i'm with you i'm totally cool too i would not kill him but i would say <laughs> kill him and it would be funny oh my gosh <laughs> I'm, no not okay no okay and you are being ableist. Learn that word. What? No, week, I would kill him because he's annoying, not because he's disabled. <laughs> oh my gosh. God bless everyone. <laughs> like, where, what kind of spawn of Satan are you? <laughs> spawn of Satan would not be like, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> like, what rainbow bunny basket did you just crawl out of? The one that is in his little ramshackle house, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Okay, it's kind of special. Abby said... If you hate A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, then you will also hate A Christmas Carol paperback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least that version's probably... Oh, is that the adult version or it's like a kid version? Uh, I don't know, but I just thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> that is hilarious. If you hate A Christmas Carol by Charles exact Dickens, thing. you will hate A Christmas Carol paperback. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, if you didn't like hardback, oh boy, wait till you boy. see the paperback version. It is, you will hate that as well. Thank you for that. <laughs> Joe C. A very boring book that I really disliked. I will never look at this book again. <laughs> he won't even... Unless we go over to his house and be like, hey, what's up? Oh, look, look. He won't even look <laughs> at looked, it. You looked. <laughs> That's intense. Like if he has it, how does he go about donating? He like has to put on a blindfold and then... No, he probably wrote that after he donated it, yeah, after he got rid of it. Then he's true. like, now I can say this officially that I'll never look at it again. Dakia said, this is her entire review, Okay. in the past Scrooge that he was left alone on Christmas break. <laughs> <laughs> She's saying he's a Scrooge because his parents left him alone in a, <laughs> when he was a kid on Christmas break. I don't break. know. In the past Scrooge that he was left alone on Christmas break. Wait, okay. Now, imagine this. Imagine sad violin music playing in the background. <laughs> in the past, Scrooge that he was left alone on Christmas break. <laughs> Anna Bueller, who has a picture of a half-naked man on her... You're like, ooh. Oh my, that's not just half-naked. That's almost fully naked. Well, he's got kind of a, one of the little thong things on. It's a loincloth he has on. <laughs> I don't think they call them loincloths. <laughs> this is... Oh, wait, no. What's awkward is it's photoshopped... Somebody's... Oh, it's probably Anna's head or... Okay, that's No, weird. no, no. It's a man's Anna, head. Anna's boyfriend's head? No, it looks like a literary person. Oh, Anna could be... Oh. Maybe that's Charles Dickens. <laughs> That would be weird. Yeah. No, I mean, she would the have... whole picture is weird already, okay? okay? Yes. She made it weird. <laughs> Anna Bueller said there was no baseball in this book or Jews. How disappointing. What? Uh, I'm not sure what book she thought she was reading. Several people said it's anti-Semitic, the whole book, is because Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge is clearly like a Jewish name. Is and it? so they're saying, yeah, apparently. That's making a lot of assumptions. Well, I mean, we just, I believe them that Charles Dickens had some of those prejudices and it came through in his writing. Yeah, which was probably just him being a product of his time. Not that I'm saying that that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. But again, we always go over this. People mm -hmm. take things out of the context. We're expecting 16th, 17th, 18th century people 
to be on the same, even have the same social mores as us, you know, mm. in 2021, which is not going to happen. Yeah. Well, the book I kept <laughs> thinking about was Princess Bride because he talks about baseball and there's Jews in that one. Oh, okay. Kara said, Hugh, what was this mess? Hugh? Hugh, what was that mess? <laughs> I think this is another one of those scenarios where they're trying to text somebody and it's just they happen to be on Goodreads and said, Hugh, what was this mess? He's like, huh, no, I wonder why saying... Karen never texted me back about that book. <laughs> I'm sure she was trying to say, huh. huh it would be H-U-H, right? Yeah, H-U-H. not hugga. <laughs> what was that mess? So what was that mess? The word. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay, so this is Marius. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe there was just a bad time of the year for reading this book. Dickens has an ability to write a nice words, but I'll see if I remember it after one year. He has a picture of himself looking pensively oh. off into the distance. <laughs> Seeing that now, I kind of want to change my Goodreads picture to me just looking, looking off, off into the distance. He's very pensive, for sure. Hannah Wojcik said, I think I prefer the Barbie version. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't, you know, Hannah? You know, what's that, you know what's funny is that I pictured you reading it in that voice, too. <laughs> <laughs> the second I saw Barbie, I was like, yep, this needs to be that's your, sparkly that's Bible, Bible version. Sparkly Bible voice. Bible! <laughs> Literally, every time in my head, I hear you say, Bible! <laughs> it makes me giggle. Sometimes outwardly, and I look like a fool. I know, they're like, what the? What the heck is he laughing at? Molly Ann says, not enough ghosts. <laughs> what? She's like, I wanted a horror book, and okay. instead I got a feel-good I mean, First of all, there were four, at least four. <laughs> Kai number two <laughs> says, Scrooge cranky ASF for what? <laughs> Read this in school and hated it. Reread it in my spare time and still hated it. Petition to ban this in schools. It's so boring. <laughs> I always think it's so funny when people reread stuff that they hate. I mean, and hate is a really strong word. So he says he hated it in school. And then he read, read it on it in his spare own. time, you know. <laughs> Just for fun. Olivia. I have a deep and fathomable hatred for this book and all it entails. I don't know why. Don't ask. Okay, I shan't. Richard Darris says, The deep disdain Dickens brought to bear on Scrooge and his religion of greed makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) His horror at the working conditions of children in Cornish tin mines, see below, and his own life history of being forced into factory labor, albeit not on the factory floor, after his father was imprisoned for debt, added to his sensitive social conscience to make this tale an angry denunciation of the unthinking, untrammeled greed of his countrymen. What's untrammeled mean? I don't know. Hmm. Untrammeled, unchecked? But yeah, maybe. that's so sad that he worked on that factory <laughs> and his dad was in... No wonder he writes stuff about mean old Scrooge. Oh, I thought he was saying... No, like Charles Dickens worked that. in a factory and his... Apparently. Did you fact check? No, I don't fact check. I just <laughs> take it at face value. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> Dickens wrote to Christmas Carol in part as a response to the second report of the Children's Employment Commission of Parliament. He was inspired by this to visit the aforementioned Cornish tin mines in operation since antiquity and was so enraged and horrified that he planned to bring his eloquence and command of a vast audience to bear on the problem in a political pamphlet. Instead, and quite rightly as it turns out, 
He told a story with the same moral. Stories are central to human life. This story, since its December 1843 publication, has never been out of print. Its characters have entered the vernacular. Everyone in the Anglophone world. Anglophone? That's a word? Well, phone is like speech. Define Anglophone. Bananaphone. English speaking. Huh. Whoa, that's a that's, word. I didn't know that. That's a really crazy word for Did you English know that? Speaking. Yeah. I Everyone... Although I figured it out from the context because well, I'm a genius, clearly. Everyone in the Anglophone world knows that being called a Scrooge is a bad thing. I salute you, Mr. Dickens, with an admiring and approving wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing, like, Miss America. But I really, really hate your writing. It feels like having saccharine-laced lard applied to my eyelashes <laughs> to read the clunking, thunking sentences. Cream-laced oh, lard man. on my eyelashes. That's disgusting. Boy, you would be so attractive. <laughs> also, with sugar lard on your <laughs> What's hilarious is how would you know that it was laced with saccharine <laughs> if it's on your eyelashes? Because you taste it, obviously. If you're going to put stuff in your eye, you just taste it. Make sure it's not poison. Why would you do that? <laughs> no one does that. I love this imagery. Clunking, thudding sentences. (laughs) Do you know what that actually, the cadence sounds like some of the lines that I've heard of, like covetous, grasping old sinner. In? Yeah, in the book. Charles Dickens. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like saying it's awful and then he's writing just like him. Yeah. Hilarious. Turns out. Nastia says, by the time we met little Bob and tiny Tim, I was crying. But then I saw it were not tears, but a simple syrup. (laughs) <laughs> and I hope little Bob was visited by the ghost of contraception. <laughs> or at least a ghost of abstinence. P.S. But what next for Jacob Marley? Who cares, right? <laughs> Nobody really nasty up. That's awesome. Also, when she says, I saw it were not tears, but a simple syrup, it's probably that saccharine lace <laughs> like, oh, just coming down. <laughs> Sydney Rue. The writing reminded me of Neil Gaiman. I'm not a fan of Neil Gaiman's writing style. Same. I also thought the ghosts were completely a-holes contradicting their moral of the story. Just didn't jive with my ethics. Ethics are in quotes. Also, yeah, ethics. <laughs> like, meaning she doesn't have them or what? Also, call me a pessimist, but the whole, quote, money doesn't buy you happiness, quote, moral slash life lesson annoys the living crap out of me. <laughs> because my happiness is completely bought and purchased and paid for. Can't stand when people misuse quotation marks. Like, oh, I know. You know. Like, I saw a sign at work that said, do not use, and it was in quotation marks. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Why? You, someone saying that? No, so I no, scribbled no. out the quotation marks. You did? Yeah, I was like, <gasps> don't. And I was like, something about don't use quotation marks. <laughs> Inappropriate use of quotation marks. All right, Michelle says, okay, so August probably isn't the right time of year to read this, and probably why it didn't give me the Christmas glow. I found this strange read broken down into five short stories surrounding Scrooge and the ghost. That, if I'm entirely honest, I didn't understand at all. I didn't realize it's like in five chapters and they call them staves. When I read it, it was a long time ago. And I don't remember that. Was it? That's what they're saying. I guess maybe the original. They said the original. It's like in five different short stories. Really? Called staves. I'm pretty sure the book that I read was not. Maybe it was a stav. I don't even know how to pronounce it. I've never heard that word before. Unless you're talking about like music. Define stave. A verse or stanza of a poem. Hmm. So it's like another verse of the story. That's interesting. Nick Boudreau says, An overall of two because the lack of information provided within the text. 
Dickens fails to inform the reader what is happening in the serpent setting. Taking quizzes on it was extremely hard, but this is coming from a middle school. Er, is this middle school and then dash er? <laughs> I got an 88 on the test because Dickens failed in the pieces I relied on the most. <laughs> so disappointing. Dickens failed in the places I relied on the most. Oh. Like, um, oh. what kind of quiz was that? And I'm not sure you can blame that on Dickens. I know. Millie Bot says, Honestly, at times I had no clue what the heck was going on. I basically pictured the Muppet movie the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's great. The Muppet version is like the cliff notes. <laughs> I was just going to watch that. Josiah says, I couldn't escape the feeling that I was reading the novelization of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> He's right, but it's like the other way around. Hallmark took their cues from Dickens's, yeah, right. you know. Yeah, like, the Christmas Carol is popular. Let's write all the rest of like that. In particular, it's hard to get past the one-dimensional character of Scrooge. Every once in a while, a libertarian writer will pin a piece on why Scrooge was a hero, talking about how by being a successful businessman, Scrooge was really helping his fellow men far more than by buying a gigantic turkey to give away on Christmas, etc. I can't get behind this argument, if for no other reason than that Dickens gives basically no information about the nature of Scrooge's business or how he made his money. Dickens was notoriously uncomprehending on such subjects. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> Maybe Scrooge got his money from government contracts. <laughs> what I can say is that I've never met a rich person who was like Scrooge. Are some employers greedy, resenting the fact that their employers take vacation? Does he mean employees? Yeah. Yes. Do some of them refuse to give to charity? Also, yes. <laughs> but how many of them would call off their engagement simply so he could focus more on making money? How <laughs> so many. I always never got that. <laughs> I know. How many would get mad at the thought of other people being jolly or would turn down an invitation for a free dinner because, well, it's not clear why he turns it down other than that he just generally seems to not like people. No, how can you say no to free food? I'm like, I would endure a lot of crap. How rich is Scrooge anyway? He only employs one clerk, hardly the stuff of a grand business operation, and when he dies, his tangible possessions don't seem to include anything more valuable than some bed curtains. <laughs> Presumably he has a bank account, but his attitude toward money seems more akin to that of a grandparent who grew up during the Depression than to a tycoon. <laughs> He's not wrong. What do you think of that? Yeah, I made sense. That's, yeah, it does. Bed curtains. I'm like, they're fighting over his damask curtains? <laughs> Lovely damask. Jess says, red, because I never had, and now we're done with that. <laughs> okay, good. Good, Jess. This is Ray. Unbelievably poor version of the classic Dickens story. <laughs> Seems like no one was around to edit this edition. There is not a single humbug to be found. <laughs> Instead, the word bulbs is substituted, which is very jarring and important. <laughs> One would think more than half the time the term Happy Easter is used in replacement of Merry Christmas. <laughs> Give me a break, a waste of $1.99. <laughs> $1.99 rupees. <laughs> rupees. Oh, $1.99 rupees. <laughs> $1.99. In England, they do say Happy Christmas, right? But why is he saying Happy Easter? And what version is this? <laughs> this has BS instead yeah, Dickens of Dickens does not use that. No, but since it's yes, <laughs> what do you that. call that? When it's the um public domain. Oh, since oh. it's public domain, basically anyone could do anything with it. That's so true. Yeah. you could like make your own version and say this is a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Oh, so maybe that's what he read. 
He's yeah, like, well, also, why did only one person review this book? <laughs> <laughs> I think I put it in the wrong one. <laughs> like, literally, he said that it was literally saying Happy Christmas in there instead of... Happy Easter. Happy he Easter. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be disappointed. I know, same. Andrea said, as soon as I opened the book, I went, oh no, this isn't a kid's book at all. Despite it being a picture book for Pete's sake, this is the real story, the way it was written then. With that old way of speaking and big words. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past was crazy, and I'm glad the movie changed it. It was a thing with one arm, then one leg, then twenty, then with two legs and no head, then a head and no body. Way too bizarre. Do you remember that? Because I... No, I think she might be reading another, like, She's fan, reading fanfic version. Stephen King version. <laughs> it was when Scrooge saw the woman he had loved as an older woman with a bunch of kids and he felt wrapping his arms around her waist like they did <laughs> but he could but he could do it because he'd expect his arm to get stuck like that to never go straight <laughs> I think she meant to say he couldn't do it and he thought of touching her lips and touching her like the kids did freely and enjoying it like a man this was not <laughs> enjoying it like there. a man that was not in okay she definitely read some kind of <laughs> Freaky, like, lips. oh man. Oh, that's my favorite. Enjoying it like a man. Oh, <laughs> I think we're going to be using oh. that phrase a lot. Deborah says, I read a few pages and deduced that this is in no shape form or fashion Dickens. <laughs> 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 it reads as if it had been translated some Korean version by someone who speaks neither Korean nor English. <laughs> I want my money back, Bezos. <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> yeah, you know who he is, yeah. right? He owns Amazon, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Um, that's so funny. <laughs> My favorite was like, it read like something that was translated from Korean by someone who doesn't speak English or Korean. <laughs> Eaton Vaughn. Before publication of this famous work, there didn't exist a term to describe one who was hostile or indifferent to Christmas celebration. Dickens fixed this. And ever since anyone who has dared to question the consumer-fueled nightmare that is Christmas is labeled a Scrooge. Thanks, Dick. Ends. <laughs> In parentheses. He said that? <laughs> oh, that's not nice. That's not nice at all. Anna Chadwick. Scrooge doesn't deserve redemption. Hope he gets lung failure from being in the cold wet winter streets at an old age. XOXO. Oh, oh my goodness, she's like, I can't <laughs> You can't do that. You can't do that. Zahelia. Things that are related to, but better than this book. Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim. That one line in the 59 sound by Gaslight Anthem, I hope we don't hear Marley's change before it's in life. And the flipping Disney movie with the Donald Duck-esque Scrooge. Yeah. Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim, what which, is... amazing. Oh, Tiny Tim! Remember Tiny Tim? We're going to have yes. to listen to one of his songs. I'm obsessed with Tiny Tim. <laughs> I listened to his songs. He song was kind so of revolutionary for his time. My favorite is Living in the Sunlight. Got to hear some numbers old and new, made by great artists of the past, like... Henry Burr, Irving Cowell, New York accent. Maurice Chevalier, and all the rest of them. God bless them all. <laughs> Were they laughing? No, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know how I found Tiny Tim? How? From the SpongeBob episode, the first SpongeBob episode. Does he sing in it? It's this. This plays when he's doing his, uh, his oh. Krabby Patty job. My favorite thing about this guy is his facial expressions. That's why I feel like people just need to watch it. I know. He reminds me a little bit of Miranda from the Miranda Sings. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I looked it up. I was like, what's the song that is played during SpongeBob? 
And then I fell in love. That's so funny. But my dad knew who he was, although I had never heard of him, which I'm curious why that is, because it seems like people nowadays would really embrace the being of Tiny Tim. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's super cool. What I liked about him was in his time, a guy singing high was totally like, oh, what's wrong with you? you know, yeah, his but he dad made was it. Like, yeah, he just does what he wants to do. Yeah. And he's like totally socially awkward, but it works for him. You know <laughs> I know, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. He's made Everyone it, yeah. loves him. Well, yeah, you're not right. now, but they loved him before. <laughs> yeah. And he just like walks out. He's kind of effeminate and he's just super confident. And yeah, I love it. yeah, he I'm owns like, who he is. I will say that. You yeah. are amazing. Jennifer Coolidge as Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, one of my favorite holidays. People who don't like Christmas have no spirit. <laughs> like, <they're> just, <laughs> they have no spirit, period. They're literally dead. They're just zombies. I rated this book low because I already know the story and it was kind of boring. Like, that's their fault. <laughs> I think the author could have done a better job with the descriptions. One of my favorite parts is when Scrooge meets the ghost of Christmas Furcher. <laughs> I believe that anyone can change from being a greedy person to someone who helps poor children. <laughs> I would recommend this book to fifth graders because of the ghost in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what they're saying there. Maybe Bradley's saying... That fifth graders are selfish and they need to realize that a ghost could come and haunt them if they do bad <laughs> things. I don't know. What do you think? I'm not sure. Because kids like ghosts. This is Cave Dweller. Charles Dickens' writing style fills me with unspeakable rage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing kind of like an old prospector living in a cave. I don't know. Charles Dickens' writing style fills me with unspeakable <laughs> rage. Uh... Is that what causes rage in your life? <laughs> Where can I get me some of that? Because I'd like to trade out that for, like, social injustice. Unspeakable rage caused by someone else's writing. I know. Alan Smith says, People who have read my other reviews will know that I'm not a great fan of Dickens. In truth, I think he's one of the most overrated writers in the English language, and I consider most of his books unreadable. Furthermore, let me say this, even though I know you are going to hate me, I love EXSMAS, XMAS. <laughs> the fake sentimentality, the hypocrisy, the commercialism pretending to be a spirit of goodwill. Well, then all you have to do is go home and make your own Christmas. Right? But also, I feel like he doesn't get it then because, yes, there's commercialism, but I kind of love that I really do feel like around Christmas time, at least in America, people seem to be kinder, friendlier. Yeah. No, I mean, like, people who aren't even necessarily religious. It seems like the one time of year that people try a little bit. Like, people, the general populace, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe he lives in a place where that's not happening, but... I think when you, you start out as a kid, that's where the magic starts. Because, yeah, you get presents. Yeah. But then as you get older... The fun part is seeing your kids or, like, nephews oh, or whatever with the Oh, yeah, they keep the it kids. alive. Yep. Yeah, and sure. so, like, you've got that, like, baseline of coolness. Yeah. And then just add in all the snow and lights and yeah. prettiness and you're, yep. like... And the music. And then all of a sudden you're at this elevated level. Yeah. And, like, you don't even need to go shopping. The lights alone, just the Christmas lights in our house at night make me so happy during Christmas time. Can we just say something about Christmas trees? Why are they so expensive? And why can't they come up with a tree that smells like a tree that's not a tree? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like a fake tree that has an everlasting Yeah, Christmas like smell. that smell is like associated with Christmas so much. And it's yeah. like, we got a noble fur or something. But I know you're like, why are they so expensive? I kind of feel like they have to be. They're cutting down a whole tree. Right. Well, they cut them down and they don't sell half of them. Oh, that's true. So I think that they should do it for free. 
<laughs> government sponsored. Yeah, except there are people who that's their livelihood. Conservatives will hate this. Go yeah. get everybody one tree, like a nice tree, not a crap tree. Doesn't matter if you're Christian or not. Everyone gets like, a tree. Based on the size of your ceiling in your house. You okay, know? fair enough, fair enough. So it fits. So they've got like government people going around and measuring. They have that's nothing my plug better for to socialism. do with their time. <laughs> Free trees. Oh, okay. Alan actually continues. I didn't realize this. He goes on and says, and if the ghost of writing nice reviews wants to visit me tonight, she'd better be a sexy red-headed succubus dressed in a leopard-skin leotard if she wants me to change this writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not going to happen, Alan, so... <sighs> this is CBE. The book was a classic bit. I wish it was easier. You to read, please. Someone rewrite this book and I'll add four more stars. <laughs> someone did write, rewrite the book. Yeah, Several right. someones. And you'll probably like it more because apparently it's got like... BS and... Yeah. Uh, little skank skank. Happy, happy Easter. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? No, <laughs> that one. What that version? one where she was saying... And he thought of touching her lips and touching her like kids did freely <laughs> and enjoying it like a man. Enjoying that it like one. a man. Yeah, they just need to go okay, back and yeah, read that book. Okay, yeah, it was book. kind of um, interesting. Okay, this is... Enjoying it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. Why do you have to say it like kids? I can't stop read? it like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Just thinking of like some old bitty reading that... <laughs> what is he talking about? You said enjoying... old bitty. <laughs> you I, just said that. say old bitty? You need to retract. <laughs> C.A. Anderson, don't buy this book. I thought it was buying A Christmas Carol, which is inserted before the story is a sexist, ridiculous guide on how not to lose your husband. <laughs> I, wa <laughs> I wanted a classic, not garbage, about men telling women how to live their lives. I wasted my money on this copy. <laughs> I feel like someone took this public domain book, inserted things that they like wanted their people own to little, read. Like, yeah. yeah, like propaganda. And then they're like, I'm selling Charles Dickens. <laughs> and then in secret, they're like, <laughs> She's going to have to read my that's book about... So, that's so conniving. I like, know. Now we know. If we want the general public to read stuff that we wrote, <laughs> we just slip it in. Like every other yeah. chapter something, just like a line of donate to this charity. DGG452. I must be too old for this. I didn't really understand how this works. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe he read the copy that has how to keep your woman or whatever in the, the beginning or whatever. It like, I mean, yeah, like, what, what didn't he understand about He probably what? didn't actually get to a Christmas carol. He was reading whoever inserted, you know, another book in oh, there. Yeah. It says verified purchase, so clearly he Yeah, he, it's a verified something. purchase of that inappropriate one. <laughs> I don't know. All right, this is Christoph. It says, not required. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Not uh, required. <laughs> Amazon customer. Don't care for the show, but have a friend who does. Wow, 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 wow. I don't like to get more words. <laughs> what? It's like, I, I gave you 10 wows. I don't expect anything more from me. <laughs> and also, he's talking about the show. I don't know if he right. knows what he's reviewing. Is there, is there a TV show about? No. He's probably just talking about one of the movies. I don't know. And he doesn't like to give more words. So we're never going to know. We're never going to know what he's talking about. Yeah. What do you know? I have a story about Scrooge. Remember the uh, the one with Bill Murray in it? No. There's a movie called Scrooged with Bill Murray. Really? Yeah, and me and my sister were babysitting, like, these really young kids. Yeah. Oh, and they're no. like, I want to watch this movie. Oh, no. Apparently, <laughs> it, it's PG-13 and pretty racy. Did you watch it with them? Yeah. We, the whole well, thing? No. Well, not oh, the whole you thing. turned it off. 
Well, there was one part where the lady, the censor comes in, say, like, because they're dancing. She's like, I can see their nipples. Watch, <laughs> are you serious? And Bill Murray's like, no, he can't see. Like, he brings the guy over. They're working. He's like, can you see your nipples? He's like, and he's looking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Were they people from church? Uh, no. But we're in the middle of watching it when their mom comes home. Oh, no. And like, in the middle of that part? No, no, I don't remember oh. that part. Probably, because it's, like, ingrained in my memory. Like... <laughs> She just said nipples, and now all of a sudden their mom's there, and she's like, we, did, we this is not appropriate. You're like, children. we didn't get hired I'm like, again. I didn't know that. It didn't did seem... they say that? They said she, this she is inappropriate? Said, yeah, she said that's not appropriate. And you guys never got hired again, did you? I don't remember. Love to ask Crystal. That's so funny. She did later join the church, but... <laughs> this is RJ, or KJ, I can't tell because you cut it off. I really couldn't understand this book or the words in it. Oh. <laughs> I will say this. Dickens's English is different than how we speak English now. I mean, not extremely so, but I could see how it might be a little confusing. You know. Marie Love, reviewed in the UK. Rubbish. Was only a leaflet five pounds for a few pages. Disgusting. I want it a book. <laughs> disgusting I again with these disgusting that, people I think, I think people use in england use disgusted more than we do what was only a leaflet five pound what's well, a short book apparently <laughs> they charged her ten dollars like this is a pretty good racket like, oh yeah yeah you spend no money you know just the printing costs mm-hmm. yeah charge yeah people ten five pounds oh yeah this is <laughs> christmas time so you know they're gonna have something to say understanding christmas this book is about understanding Christmas as a time of year of celebrating Jesus. But you should also thank Santa for giving us presents and actually making our presents. So if you are reading this, you should think right now and thank you for reading. <laughs> think about what? Oh, she wants us oh. to thank Santa. <laughs> and that is our closing review. These reviews made me not want to read it at all. Like, I don't think I've ever read it. But really, a lot of people were saying The Muppet Christmas Carol was done so much better. And I love that movie. Well, we appreciate yeah. you joining us. And please come back next week. We beg of you, please, please come back. We Even if it ends up listeners. being two weeks or three weeks. Hey, we have a family, okay? And yeah, and I'm in stuff, school. So. But we make time for you. I say you that like people us. are bugging us. Like <laughs> They keep calling all the time. It's people like, where's the next episode? Yeah, we actually got like 50 anchor messages. <laughs> <laughs> people call us all the time on the street. Like, oh my goodness, are you guys busy? I need your next episode. <laughs> okay, there's like maybe two people in my life that ask for the next episode. It's whatever. It's Fine. Oh, All right. Besides... Jakey. Oh, okay. Shout out to Jakey. Shout out to Jakey. Jakey Wagner. Let's... Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.